the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, September 12th, currently 5.02 on the East Coast, here to break down the MLB schedule for the Tuesday games. And boy, do we have a lot of games on Tuesday, a couple (laughs) double headers. Uh, So we are going to try to get to every, or we will get to every game, but um, some will be quicker than others. But before we get into it, joining me here to help me break down the big schedule on Tuesday, the man in the Great Lakes area, it's Noah Beanick. Noah, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well, Munaf. Honestly, uh, this weekend was huge for sports in general. A lot of things going on. And honestly, uh, two of my college teams are already done. I wore the Trask jersey for two weeks in a row. I don't know. Richardson might not be the next coming. Um, we, we had a uh, Florida lost and then Pitt, the school. I, I go to college in Pittsburgh. They yeah. took an L. So it's really just Michigan and that's it. Detroit Lions. You all know what happens with Detroit professional sports teams. So I'm wearing the Red Wings hat because it's already hockey season in my household. Um, but uh, Munaf, how was your sports weekend? It was jam packed. Yeah, we had a lot going on, right? Uh, college, NFL, uh, MLB, obviously. I know we were talking offline a little bit, talking about our NFL bets. I had one one bet this weekend in MLB. <laughs> it was the over in the Mariners and the uh, Braves game on Sunday afternoon. Um, that one I will chalk up as luck because we were. T- I know we were talking about it in our Slack channel there. Michael Harris pretty much saved the day for me Uh with the three-run shot he had down to their final strike to send it to the bottom of the ninth, and the Mariners walked it off. So, if you, I don't know if I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't catch the end of that game because everybody was tied up in football. But that was one hell of a ninth inning uh, between the Mariners and the Braves. But how'd your weekend turn out? You know, I. I actually won the first week of my NFL pick them. I was there telling you, you, it's like I basically treat it like Iowa's offense and uh, defense and game planning. Took a couple of upsets. You know, you you low scoring, but you play great defense. I, yeah. I won it with like 72 points this week, which is, you, you rank them all 16 down to one. Um, that normally does not happen for me, but that's yeah. my favorite strategy and way to win because, uh, you know, if shit it's the fan you have a good chance of winning it um which happens every once in a while but mlb pretty good weekend pretty good weekend uh i accidentally did not get to filling out my picks on sunday Mm. on tally site so that's that (laughs) sorry guys but um yeah pretty well overall um while the eyes were kind of away from the sport, we had a little bit of a controversy go on. And, uh, I mean, the Guardians swept the Twins. Big yeah. news for the AL Central Division there. Um, and the White Sox, they're 92 without Tony Larissa. <laughs> Nothing's changed. And he actually came out and said that he doesn't know if he's going to end up returning this year. So, um, for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, the controversy in that Twins. Cleveland series on Saturday, uh, Baldelli had James Karinchak, the closer for the Guardians, checked for illegal substance. Now, 
I had been spying it in a couple of games that I had watched, and I dug a little bit deeper like two or three weeks ago. I wasn't going to put it for, on full blast because I've we have no platform here to change anything or whatnot, but there is sicky subbins back into our game. Like <laughs> there are a few guys that are blatantly doing something to doctor their hand with baseball and the umpires, they just do a little bit of a slap of the hand and say, you're good. Yeah. Well, Karen Shack has something in his hair. Like it is obvious. Almost every other pitch he's going to his hair. The umpire went out there. He felt his hair didn't do anything. He had a little bit of a stare Nothing happened. I'm telling you, something's going on, and it's not just Karen Shack. One of the top three pitchers in our baseball game, I want to say, is doing it too. And it's also hair. So just glove, belt, hair, just take a look for it and just spot it for yourself because it is interesting. And all of those guys are doing pretty dang well. And the MLB is not saying much because their hit batter rate has gone way down since the beginning of the year. So they're keeping their stars healthy and that's what matters to them. You know, yeah. Uh, Moon off anything you want to say on that whole situation. Cause I had pointed it out to you guys earlier and just said, Hey, just watch this out. Yeah. I mean, there's probably no doubt for me that it's actually happening. Uh, it's, it's a fact that the umpires are only checking their hands now. Like you mentioned, that's like a pretty much like a little touch and okay. And if it's, yeah. there's nothing happening there. Okay. You're free to go. Um, and, and that's it, but teams or teams and players are going to get creative on where they, where they want to, you know, put the sticky stuff, whether it's in your hair, whether it's, uh, it's not in the glove anymore, like the belt that you mentioned, uh, bottom of the hat, top of the hat, wherever the case might be. So if there's a way they'll find, they'll find a way to do it. So, um, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, we, we, we can sit here and talk about it, but if, if the MLB doesn't really want to crack down on it, that's their prerogative. Yeah. Uh, so anything that really stuck out to you? I mean, so it's gamesmanship one. If you, as a manager, tell them like, hey, go check this guy for sticky substance. The next at bat, Correa steps up and hits a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal Quantrill, who was the starting pitcher of that Saturday game, in the like a press conference or uh, just a, a video of an interview after the game, he said it should kind of be like treated as a replay. Uh, a challenge so like if you go out there and like say hey he's got something up there and the umpire actually says no like he doesn't um that affected karen jack I, I i definitely think there should be a little bit of a penalty there and we saw it with joe girardi and how he pissed off max scherzer last year yeah um and scherzer is just mad max though so like you get him pissed he's gonna go out there and pitch even better yeah. most guys aren't like are channeled like that so I, I i thought there should be a little bit of governing going on if like if that's going to continue to happen what's the penalty of making them go out there and check i don't know yeah, I mean, look, it, I think it's – there's no – what's the word I'm looking for? There's no, like, a formal written rules, I guess. There's no written rules about it. Like, the umpires yeah. have been probably instructed, hey, check them. If if they're, if you find something, collect, you know, whatever the case – where it's a glove, belt, whatever the case might be, a hat, <laughs> put it in a bag, like an evidence bag <laughs> – We'll That's it hilarious. All. We'll send We've it to the lab like and times. they'll get it. Just checked. the glove, yeah. put it in a bag. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a lot of inconsistencies. It's not just baseball. I mean, there's other sports where they want to, uh, you know, incorporate new rules, but 
it just doesn't ha- it, it happens for maybe the first couple weeks or the first month but after that it's kind of forgotten about yeah and, and it is what it is so i mean i don't want to waste too much time on it but it, no. it's going to happen regardless of you know what yeah. we, what we say but um before we get into the games let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor win bet thinking of joining win bet now is a perfect time new customers who bet 100 get a hundred dollar free bet Perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their same game, has their own same game parlay feature. Just click on the game you select, build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Eli Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL NFL regular season is here, and as week two kicks off, you can get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team. You need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, MLB. That is everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Plus, the Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. The official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. The app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. So... Since the NFL season is here, don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, we have a special offer for you when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial free trial off their monthly subscription subscription plan, but only if you use promo code SGPN. Again, that's a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Google Play Store today and use the promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game of an episode or of your favorite TV shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, no contract commitment and there is a uh, there's no contract and sorry no commitment and you can cancel it at any time. So right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get fifteen percent off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com slash sgp. That's f u b o t v dot com slash sgp. All right, now we got a huge schedule to get through, my man. Let's crack right into it. And I want to start with the uh, doubleheader that we do have between the Reds and the Pirates tomorrow. Um. I know there's no currently um, as of right now, there are no lines out. We do have um, pitchers projected. So why don't you lead us off with the first game between the Pirates and the Reds tomorrow as part of the doubleheader? Oh, you're on mute. Dang it. Um, anyways, yeah, we have uh, no odds on the game like you mentioned, but um, 
I actually have a quick handicap for both um, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati here. Cincinnati is 16 and three in their last 19 games against the Pirates. The Pirates, they're two and eight in their last 10 games straight up. Johan Oviedo gets the start here for the Pirates, two and two with a 390 ERA, 32 strikeouts, 15 walks in 30 innings pitched. He's one of those guys, Munaf. Uh, you look at him, and it says he's 24. And it just like you look at him, it's like you look 34. <laughs> he's one of the, one of those guys. Um, I I'm not uh, here to judge him here. It's only like five games career uh games started i haven't been too impressed with him uh his line doesn't seem too bad though um but cincinnati starting luis sessa three and two 497 era 44 strikeouts 18 walks and 40 54.1 innings pitched he's a 3.01 era in his last three games um i I like the Reds' money line in game one just because they've kind of owned the Pirates uh, over, I mean, the last two seasons. Um, and in game two, I don't even think I have to know the pitchers. I, I kind of like the over. Cincinnati Stadium's a little bit of a shoebox, and we're going to get young guys here that are probably getting September call-ups. Um, Pirates, Reds, doubleheader, that second game is probably going to be high scoring. That's my lean there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much, um, you know, without betting odds. Uh, you know, we talked about Luis Sessa or Luis Sessa a couple times over the past couple weeks here as he's kind of entered the rotation for um, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and his games have typically stayed under the total as well. If you kind of look at his last five games, uh, seven, five, eight, five, and seven. So, uh, and he's pitching pretty well. Uh, he does give up runs, but he's he's been pretty solid since he's into the starting rotation for uh, the Cincinnati Reds. So if I had to lean, I would go with Sessa in the first game. Um, game two, um, who did you, you did, said you, there's no pitchers yet for the second game? Yeah, no pitchers I saw for game two. Okay. Just a lean to the over, just because doubleheader of the second game is normally more high scoring. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, the pitchers have been sitting around in the bullpens of the clubhouse for six hours. Yeah. So it just kind of leans over, and you have the 27th man also in that bullpen. I, I like the over. Yeah, um, and then so we do have another doubleheader in the American League. That's going to be between the Rays and the Blue Jays. So no lines on that game either, but we'll talk you through the pitchers and the pitching matchup here, at least for game one. It is going to be Jeffrey Springs for the Tampa Bay Rays and Alec Manoa. Their ace takes the mound uh, in the afternoon game. Uh, Jeffrey Springs has been really solid for this uh, Tampa Bay Rays pitching staff. Seven and four on the season with a 2.54 ERA over his last five games. He's three and one with a 2.49 ERA. Does have one start against the Blue Jays earlier this season where he did go four and two thirds of an inning, allowed four hits, but zero earned runs in that span. Uh, on the road, four and two with a 3.17 ERA. Uh, over his last five games, he's faced the Yankees twice and the Red Sox twice. And he just had one bad game, which was against the Red Sox, where he did give up five earned runs in six innings. But other than that, he didn't allow more than one earned run in any of those starts that he did have. Last start was a little short against the Red Sox. He only went three innings, but it only allowed one hit in that game. But he's pitching really, really well. Uh, Alec Manoa, we know the story with him. He's just been probably, I would say he's been the best pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. 14-7 uh, and seven on the season, 2.42 ERA. Last five games, 2-2 two and two with a 1.85 ERA. We talked about a lot on the pod 
This is a pitcher that I probably want to back at home where he is six and four with a 2.65 ERA. Did have one start earlier this year against the Tampa Bay Rays where he did go six innings, allowed uh, one earned run in that game. And I believe that game ended three to one and went under the total uh, where I think they both faced each other, these pitchers, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that here real quick. Um, yeah, Rays won that game 3 nothing, and it was Jeffrey Springs and Alec Manoa in that game. So um, once this number does come out, if it is a 7, I do lean the under uh, in this game. I just think these pitchers are both in, in great form here. It's going to be a, a crucial, crucial series for the Rays because they they got beat by the Yankees two out of three games. Um, they fell behind a little bit in that division, but you still got to keep up pace in that AL's um, wild card uh, race for a playoff spot uh, here, Noah. So, at least in Game One, I'm going to go with the under between Jeffrey Springs and Alec Manoa. I'm right there with you, and honestly, I don't see a problem with six and a half either. If you have seven, you just get the push. That's the yeah. only real advantage of that number. Uh, I, I think they could score six runs or less. Yeah, in the second game, um, I don't have a lot. I am seeing Mitch White is supposed to be the starter, but I know that I thought they sent him down to AAA. I don't know if they called him back up. Yeah, they they demoted him to the minors back on the September. Yeah, yeah, AAA Buffalo uh, <clears throat> in on September seventh. So I do not have much for this second game or without any listed pitchers here. Noah, did you have anything to add for that second game? No, I don't. Okay, so that's four games right there that we just kind of <laughs> went through. I mean, two doubleheaders. It's always tricky with that second game because, we again, we don't know the exact pitchers, um, and then with no lines, it's a little tough. But at least for game ones, we hopefully we were able to help, help you guys out for that. So let's just get back on track with the regular schedule. Uh, it's going to be the first game on the board. It's going to be the Los Angeles Angels in Cleveland to take on the Guardians, a 6-10 Eastern start. Jose Suarez on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels and Cody Morris is on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Guardians as a minus 145 favorite, plus 125 on the money line for the Los Angeles Angels. Over under set at eight. Run line for the Guardians, minus one and a half, plus 140. And for the Angels, plus one and a half, minus 165. Jose Suarez has been in great form here for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, six and six on the season with a 3.77 ERA. Over his last five games, he's three and two with a 2.35 ERA. On the road, two and three with a 3.66 ERA. Hasn't faced the uh, Guardians this season. Um, and over his last five games, like I mentioned, they are three and two. Um, has been getting the run support in those games. Crazy part is, is that. Um, Three out of the last five games, or even three out of the last four games, have produced 10 or more runs in his starts. Um, looking on the other side at Cody Morris for the Cleveland Guardians on the season so far. Uh, he just had his first, I believe it was his first start of the season uh, for the Guardians against the Royals, where he did go four innings in Kansas City, only allowed three hits, no earned runs in that game. Um, and I was looking at the WRC plus numbers then for the Guardians. Because Jose Suarez is a left-handed pitcher, and I believe that I saw that the Guardians are bottoms in the league, at least over the last two weeks, against left-handed pitching. Um, let me let me double-check that here. So, Guardians last two weeks, WRC Plus, yeah, number 28 out of 30 teams. It's only 86 plate appearances, but um, I think that – I think this is an opportunity for the Angels – to come in and probably steal a couple games here from the guardians. I, I think they might be on a high here coming off that sweep against the twins. 
Uh, right now, at least they have a two and a half game lead against the guard uh, over the White Sox in that AL Central division. But I think this this Angels team is live to come, maybe pull off an upset here. So I'm leaning with the Angels money line here, plus one twenty five here. Noah, what do you think? It, yeah, I'm I'm leaning with the Angels on the money line too. I think they are live. They're four and one in the last five games against Cleveland, uh, and Cleveland they're just kind of a team that doesn't really score many runs when they win. L.A. they've been rolling lately. Uh, I w- I've been saying that. Uh, this Angels team is not really playing like the heavy dog that they've been like set up or slated as when uh, mm-hmm. the books make their lines. They've kind of adjusted that, and it has now kind of been the total that I, I would expect. I, I'm seeing like plus 125 right now on this Angels money line. Still, I, I kind of love that because Suarez is in great form right now, and this Guardians lineup is not going to go out there and put up. I don't know, five runs consistently. Like in this Angels team, yeah. I mean, it's like every every game, it's either Shohei or Trout is hitting a bomb, and you can count yeah. on two or three runs just from that. And then you can count on this top of the order to kind of piece it piece together and manufacture a couple of runs. I like to look at it as Cody Morris in like a little bit of a postseason run here. He's coming up from the minor leagues, he's making his third start. He pitched well in the minor leagues. I think he's going to keep this one low scoring. I like the under as well. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we I talked about this maybe a month ago when Trout was coming back that I feel like the offense was going to turn around for them and then finally has. Um, I think I was a little two weeks a little <coughs> early on that. But, um, yeah, they, they came into Houston. They, they took a couple from the Astros. Now they're going over to Cleveland. Guys or teams that are, you know, in that playoff picture or are going to make the playoffs, uh, they're, they're giving them a run for them, their money. So, uh, yeah, I'm gr- glad we're in agreement about this Angels game here as well. All right, next game on the board, 640 Eastern start. It's going to be the Houston Astros in Detroit to take on the guard- Sorry, the uh, Tigers. Uh, Hunter Brown makes a second start for the Houston Astros, and Drew Hutchinson uh, gets a start for the Detroit Tigers. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the uh, Astros are a north of a $2 favorite, minus 215 on the money line. Detroit Tigers are home dogs of plus 185, over-under set at 8 with uh, even juice on both sides. Uh, run line, minus 1.5, minus 125 for the Houston Astros, and plus 1.5, plus 105 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, like I mentioned, Hunter Brown makes a second start for the Houston Astros. Had an incredible first game for them um, earlier, or sorry, last week. He, in that game, did not allow a single earn run he did go six innings in that game against the texas rangers the astros got that victory one to nothing struck out five batters in that game on the other side uh it's the opposite story here for drew hutchinson um on the season he is two and seven with a 4.08 era 56 strikeouts and 36 walks at home this season he's one and six with a 4.40 era did face the Astros out of the bullpen earlier this season in two innings. He allowed four earned runs off of two hits to the Houston Astros. One was long bomb. He walked two batters as well. Surprisingly, the Tigers have won three straight starts uh, when Hutchinson is on the mound, and all three of those games have produced nine or more runs uh, in those games when he's on the mound here. I only had to look at this one way for me. I think it's going to be the Houston Astros run line here. I also do like the Astros team total um, in this game. I know you could probably elaborate more here on the tri- on the Tigers here, Noah. Uh, I actually think that 
Hutchinson is in good shape lately. Um, he's had a few good starts uh, strung together here. Mm-hmm. Um, and both these teams we've been talking about, the offenses just aren't consistent. We like playing unders on both teams. Hunter Brown's coming in here. And let me, let me voice my opinion on this. This was my pipe dream of Justin Verlander's date for return. If he was healthy at oh, this yeah. point. Uh, for the 15-day IL, so it would have been September 13th, but um, he will not go in this series, so that kind of sucks. But uh, <laughs> Hunter Brown is like the next best thing. He's Justin Verlander 2.0. We've yeah. seen the the videos of them side by side, and this kid's curveball is great. Um, the fastball, 52% of the time, sets that thing up, and if he can get the fastball to set up the curveball against this Detroit Tigers lineup. He's going to have a lot of these guys in the middle of that order whiffing at it, looking silly, and he's going to have another great outing. Um, I like the under in this in this uh, game enough. Curious to see what his uh, strikeout prop comes out at tomorrow. Yeah, he had five in that first outing, I believe. Yeah, so. um, let me double. Yeah, five. Yeah, he had five in that first outing against the Rangers. So something maybe to keep an eye on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right, next game on the board, 6.40 Eastern start as well. It's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies headed to South Beach to take on the Miami Marlins. Seeing Bailey Falter on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies and Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Marlins as a minus-135 home favorite. Uh, Phillies are plus-115 on the money line as road underdogs. over under set at 7 Run line minus one and a half plus one sixty for the Marlins and plus one and a half minus one ninety for the Philadelphia Phillies here. Noah, why don't you lead us off with Alcantara on the mound for the Marlins? Okay. So Philly, they're coming off of an off day here in Miami. They have that weird four game series with Texas. They're finishing up on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh Philly, they've won five of their last six, and Miami has lost eight of their last ten. Bailey Falter's going here. He's four and three with a four oh two ERA, fifty-five strikeouts, thirteen walks, and sixty-two point two innings pitched. He has a two seventy-five ERA and a four and record in his last five starts for these Phillies. So when he's pitching, the Phillies' offense is going. Uh, Miami, they're starting Sandy Alcantara. We took him last week against this Phillies team. He cashed both of our money line dogs there. Um, he's 12 and 7 on the year, 243 ERA, 177 strikeouts, 47 walks, 196.2 innings pitched this year. Sandy has not been as sharp lately with a 584 ERA in his last six starts, and they've all been against playoff teams. Philly, San Diego, Dodgers back-to-back, Braves, and then the Phillies again. Uh, Two weeks ago, Sandy faced the Dodgers two starts in a row. In the first start, he got slapped around for six runs, and in game number two, he went complete game one run against. I think this guy hits the film room hard, He goes out there and shoves the second time around against the Phillies, who he gave out uh, four runs in his start last week to this team, I believe. Maybe it's three. It was three or four. Uh, Three. Okay. Uh, He gave out three. I I think we get another one of those great Sandy Alcantara games where he goes like eight or nine innings here uh, through, I mean, the second time he's seen this order in a week. So uh, I'll take Miami's money line again. They're favored uh, now this time. So it's not like – I'm, I'm locking it or like betting it, but as a pick, I don't know how you don't pick Sandy when he's on the mound for Miami. It's just now they're minus money and it's not as enticing anymore. 
Yeah, um, this is going to be his sixth start already against the Phillies this season. Uh, one and two with a 3.28 ERA. And, and like you mentioned, his last start, he gave up three earned runs uh, to the to the Phillies. Um, and three out of his four starts, uh, sorry, three out of the five starts have been in Philly. The two home starts that he did have this year. Uh, let me filter that down so I can get just the home numbers. In. Um, He's got it wrecked by the Mets at home, too. Yeah, uh, against the Phillies, he did pretty good at home. One and one with a two point five one ERA, seventeen strikeouts in two appearances. He had uh, one one uh, start. He had twelve strikeouts, and another one he had five strikeouts. Um, but I think yeah, you're right. This is this may be a spot where I think he does bounce back. And and let's not discredit what's crazy that we're talking about bounce back when he gave him three. Yeah, runs. <laughs> and he's like the runaway Cy Young for the National League. And Bailey Falter has been pretty good over his last five starts. He's four and zero, the two point seven three ERA. He's faced the uh, Marlins as well. Uh, he had one start against him in his last start. Um, seven and a total of seven and one thirds innings pitch, only about three earned runs, and the Phillies got that victory, uh, four to three. Um, there's a couple of ways I do want to attack this that I do like the under seven in this game. I think that when we talk about the Marlins lineup against left-handed pitching, they do rank in the bottoms of the league in WRC plus in strikeout percentage. I believe they're, they're up there. Um, oh, uh, team batting average. Let's see. 240 against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. So, Compared to the league, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, not that bad. And then if I, yeah, that's and that's just over the last two weeks. So I don't know. I, I think that this might be a game where we do see the pitchers. You know, I think it'll be a a a a game where we see runs at premium because it's just two pitchers are just doing really well. And I think, like we mentioned, that Sandy bouncing back after having a not very sandy like performance i guess yeah. we can say in his last start against the philly so i do like the under in this game uh, as well as the money line for the marlins you've sold me on that under i like the under a little bit better than money line now yeah and again we you said that the marlins are playing a doubleheader today too right against against the Rangers. uh i think it's just one game yes oh, it's just one game it's like a it's like a weird uh monday thing i think it was because of all the no they, they have another game today it's uh john gray and braxton garrett are going oh they have a doubleheader today yeah uh they do have a doubleheader. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, rescheduled from April. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, but they're so. at home, so I think they'll be okay. But you know, something to definitely, obviously, make a note of. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night here, uh, Noah. We have. Uh, let's go to Baltimore and Washington, seven oh five Eastern start. Dean Creamer on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles, and Corey Abbott takes the mound for the Washington Nationals. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Baltimore Orioles are a road favorite of minus 150, plus 130 on the money line for the Nationals. Uh, total of eight and a half run line, plus one and a half, minus 130 for the Nationals, and minus one and a half, plus 110 for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, why don't you lead us off with this one here, uh, Noah? Uh, Corey Abbott and Dean Creamer. Yeah, so the Orioles, uh, they just kind of had that week where they fallen back into the pack like we kind of expected them to all mm -hmm. August. Uh, they went two and six over the week in their last eight games. The Nationals, the Nationals, have, their offense has been hot. They've scored at least five runs in seven of their last nine games. Um, so my guy, Dean Kramer, is kind of in a little bit of a tough spot. 
going up against a hot lineup. Six and five, 323 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 21 walks, and 94.2 innings pitched. He has a 236 ERA in his last five games. Going very well. Uh, Washington, Corey Abbott's making his sixth start in the MLB uh, this season. 0 and 2. With a 4.22 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 13 walks, 32 innings pitched. It's kind of hard to really get a read on Abbott, but mm-hmm. uh, Kramer's one of my guys I've been tailing lately. But with the hot Nationals lineup, like I've mentioned for a third time here now, as a dog here in the spot, playing at home, you know the Orioles are better in their uh, home park at Camden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a nice spot to take the dog. So. I, I like that, and I also, you know, who, who knows? Maybe Abbott does blow up a little bit, but this Nationals lineup is still hitting well. Yeah, maybe look for a team total there. Yeah, I, I I was leaning towards the Washington Nationals here as well, just because of what you mentioned that their offense has been putting up runs, and you know, we talked about the couple series ago where they they gave the Mets a run for their money. They they handled business against, or they they stayed competitive in that series against the Cardinals as well. I'm currently seeing a team total of the Washington Nationals in this game set at three and a half. Um, so I think that might be worth a look here, with, especially with what you just said about how they've been scoring at least five runs um, in what, five of the last seven games, as you said? Uh, seven of the last nine. Seven out of nine, so even yeah. better. Um, so yeah, I, I like the home puppy here as well, Washington Nationals. I know you, you nailed it that I'd rather back the Baltimore Orioles when they're at home at Camden Yards where, you know, they've just been so good against the run line and straight up. Yeah. Um, and in the chat right now, Michael mm-hmm. Abor, he's asking, is Miami turning into one of the worst teams in the MLB with the Nationals and Oakland playing a little bit better? Um, I think Miami might be the worst team in the MLB on four of the five days of the week. The only day that they're not is – Sandy Alcantara's day because yeah. earlier in the season when they had their full lineup, when they had Solaire going consistently, when they had jazz in the lineup and healthy, they were a competitive baseball team. Now it's yeah. just kind of like skin and bones. Yeah. This team has, they, they have the pitching potential on this team, obviously with Sandy and Pablo, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Lopez Rogers just hasn't been pitching well either. Yeah. Rogers, or at least his last three, four starts has been pretty good. He had a pretty good outing this afternoon on Monday against the uh, Rangers as well. Unfortunately, they lost that game, but um, <laughs> he had nine strikeouts in that game. Uh, so yeah. hopefully he's it's, able it's to a turn talent, it around. It's, it's a talented pitching staff. And they, yeah. unfortunately, uh, I mean, Bender has just kind of been on and off the IL and they traded away Bass, but uh, they have a lot of pieces to be good next year. It, yeah. They, they really do. They just got to get healthy. Yeah. All right. Before we continue the conversation here and handicapping these MLB games, uh, let me tell you guys about No House Advantage, the newest sponsor on SGPN. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus in cash. That's right, two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus a house in twenty versus a house and twenty times your entry if you hit hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports leagues, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app 
on the app stores to get your first deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports re- redefined because it's not how you play, but also where you play. You won't miss out. You won't want to miss out on this. We're also brought to you by promoguide.us. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in positive EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. Their bet tracker shows you an average of an average ROI of 25%. And they've got a VIP Discord group plus even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on consistently changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, with promoguy.us, you get consistency, and consistency gives you profit. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-under has been integrated into the fantasy experience. The first sports contest built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but if you also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, if Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback for your fantasy team, and not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup that week, but you're also as confident that you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yards line. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile device, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, uh, Noah, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Chicago Cubbies headed to New York to take on the Mets. 7-10 Eastern start. Adrian Sampson on the mound for the Chicago Cubs and Jacob DeGrom on the mound for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Mets are a minus two. Oh, no, that's not correct. The uh, Mets are a minus 365 uh, home favorite here. Three to one on the money line for the Chicago Cubs. Over under set at seven with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half, minus 150 for the Mets, and plus one and a half, plus 130 for the Chicago Cubbies here. Big, big price here on uh, Jacob DeGrom and the Mets here. Uh, Noah, are you going to take the dog here at three to one or are you backing Jacob DeGrom? You know, it's entertaining because Samson has been all right lately. But you know it's the Cubs. They're one and four in their last five. The Mets they're four and one in their last five. Samson, like I previously mentioned, one and five this year. Three seventy six ERA, fifty five strikeouts, nineteen walks, and seventy six point two innings pitched. He has a three forty three road ERA. So when he's away from Wrigley, he's in good shape. 
uh, the Mets with Jacob DeGrom on the mound. He's 5-1, and one, 166 ERA, 63 strikeouts, four walks. I'm going to keep saying it every time I have the lead handicap with DeGrom. It is insane to throw 43.1 innings. He has 63 strikeouts, and he has four walks coming off of injury in the middle of the season. He has at least eight strikeouts in his last six starts, and he has at least nine strikeouts in five of his last six starts. I mean, how do you not play the Mets run line here? You might yeah. under might be enticing as well because Samson is in good shape. I I like the Mets run line a little bit better. He finally got run support in his last game where they got he 10 runs <laughs> against the Pirates. Uh, again, like you mentioned, he's he's Jacob DeGrom. I mean, there's nothing more. I mean, it's not surprising at this point when you see what he's, what this guy is doing. Um, it's interesting to see that if the books are going to continually put his strikeout prop at 9.5, do you be bold and take the under? Because he he, he had his nine, last like, double. Yeah, it's always it's, like 9 or 9.5. Yeah, he he's I'm I'm saying like he he gets nine and that's his number. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's hit nine strikeouts I think in four of his last. I I wrote last five, at least, least nine. Yeah, I, I I wrote at least nine in five of his last six. I think yeah. he had eight in his last start against Pittsburgh, and then yeah. I think he had four starts in a row with nine, mm-hmm. and the two before that had ten. So it's like it's bold. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, no argument for me here. You got to go Mets run line or minus two and a half on the Mets if you want some. <laughs> minus two and a half. If you want to get some plus odds on it, if you're that type of player. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not betting. I, I like the under too. I think there's a. Yeah, I think there's sure. a case to make for the under with. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Mets. I mean, their run output with the Grom on the mound is sketch. Uh, I'll just say yeah. that. Like, it's questionable whether they give him three runs it's most of the time like a two nothing game that's who doesn't know so <laughs> yeah it was so that's that's my only nervousness about like a two and a half just go with the under then like honestly it's probably- yeah i would probably entertain a first five innings under three and a half if you get that number yeah it's at three and a half right now i mean the grom game three and a half isn't impossible <laughs> <laughs> if you want to alt line yeah um, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be uh, – let's go with the New York Yankees in Boston to take on the Red Sox, a 7-10 Eastern start. Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees and Nick Pavetta on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. Um, Garrett Cole has had a lot of trouble against the Red Sox this season. Or I should read the lines here first. Sorry about that. Let me rewind. <laughs> You're just excited bit. to handicap them against your team. Yeah. Wait. So, all right, let me rewind. The <laughs> Yankees are a minus 170 favorite. Uh, Boston Red Sox plus 145 on the money line. Over under set at eight with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half even money for the Yankees and plus one and a half minus 120. For the Boston Red Sox. All right, now Garrett Cole, eleven and seven, three point two zero ERA this season, two hundred eighteen strikeouts. This will be his fourth start against the Red Sox this season, and it hasn't been very pretty for him. Despite being two and zero, he does have a five point two nine ERA against the Red Sox, um, and they have been pretty high scoring games. First start of the season. Um, six to five, the second start against the Red Sox, that game ended six to five as well. 
in the latest game was watched on July 17th. Uh, the Yankees won that game 13-2. to So we've seen runs being put up in the three starts this season uh, where Garrett Cole has faced his Red Sox team. Um, and on the road this season so far, Garrett Cole is 6-2 and with a 3.43 ERA. Um, his last start was against the Twins. Solid, solid outing for him. Six and two-thirds, only allowed one earned run. Had 14 strikeouts in that game. Nick Pavetta, not been very good, uh, to say the least, for the Red Sox. 9-11 on the season with a 4.29 ERA. Three starts this season against the New York Yankees. 0-2 with 11.48 ERA. He's given up 17 earned runs and 13 and one-thirds innings pitched. In Fenway Park, four and six with a 4.76 ERA solid outing in his last two starts uh, for the Red Sox, which was against the Rangers and the Rays uh, combined eight innings, six hits and only allowed two earned runs. But when you're going up against the Yankees where he has struggled a, a lot with the season, I think this number eight is very, very conservative. I don't know why this number is at eight. Nick Pavetta has given up at least two home runs in each of his three starts against the Yankees this season. Um, he hasn't made it past the sixth inning or gotten to the sixth inning in any of the other starts, and he's allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of those starts. And I feel like the Yankees may have found something offensively um, in their last two games against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in their last series. Two of the three starts did go over the number of eight in Pavetta's starts. 14-1 to victory for the Yankees, and then another uh, game where the Yankees won Sorry, the Yankees lost 11 to 6. So, no, I love the over eight in this game. If that Yankees team totals at four and a half, I'm going to take the over on that as well. Pavetta has just struggled mightily against this Yankees team. And I feel like, like I mentioned, they found something offensively, at least over the last two games. So, give me the over eight as my play in this game. I love this play here, Noah. Yeah, we're aligning a little bit too much here today so far. And that's why. We only do the trumpet team rides with three people on the pod because we'd be playing that a lot today because I love this over. Like you mentioned, Pavetta has been struggling lately, and Garrett Cole, he, the Red Sox seem to be his nemesis. Now, in the last 10 games, did you mention the stat, the over is hit in seven of them between Boston and New York? I would not be surprised if it has. It has. So we're going to go with the over here. Um, I, I, I like this play a lot, too. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I, I I can't come back. To, I, I mean, I'm not putting my money on Pavetta on the money line, like I mentioned with the struggles that he has had. And I think that minus one two minus one seventy on Garrett Cole, especially on the road, is it's a little uh, it's a little steep for me to get on that. But yeah, that number eight. If you want to get on the first five innings over four is where I'm currently seeing that number is definitely going to move to four and a half. And I won't be surprised if this number does close at eight and a half tomorrow. Uh, so if you're listening live on youtube i would if your book has it out yet i would go in and pound that over eight between the yankees and the red sox all right Noah, let's keep it moving here my man uh next game on the board is going to be a al central matchup kansas city royals in minnesota to take on the twins 740 eastern start chris bubik on the mound for the kansas city royals and joe ryan is on the mound for the minnesota twins uh looking at the lines for this game uh let me get back to my odd screen here I'm currently seeing the Minnesota Twins are a minus 180 home favorite, plus 155 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Over under set at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line 
minus one and a half plus 115 for the twins and plus one and a half minus 135 for the kansas city royals uh let me start with chris bubik here on the season two and 11 with a 5.40 era 88 strikeouts 54 walks on the road this season for one and five with a 4.96 era against al central teams oh and four with a 4.85 era and against the minnesota twins he did have one start earlier this year where he did get shelled at five and two thirds innings. He gave up 10 hits, allowed four earned runs in that game, seven strikeouts and three walks. He gave up to the twins in that game. And I want to see what the final score was uh, in that game against the Minnesota twins uh, in Minnesota. That game ended up as a four to two victory for the Minnesota twins. Uh, Joe Ryan on the other side for the Minnesota twins getting the start here. Um, on the season, 10 and 8 with a 4.05 ERA. Has struggled over his last five games, uh, where he's 2 and 3 with a 4.39 ERA, especially over his last two starts, which was against the Yankees and the Red Sox, like we just talked about. Um, two of the more, I think, good offenses that we can definitely say when they're when they are clicking. Um, but there's two two things that kind of stood out to me about Joe Ryan here in this game. Against the Kansas City Royals this season, 3 and 0 with a 1.59 ERA. He's only allowed three earned runs in 17 innings pitched against them and in those three games uh the twins have won all three of those by scores of one nothing uh the second game was a nine to two victory and then uh the latest start he had was on august 15th where the twins also won that game four to two just to add on top of that joe ryan against al central teams this season 7 and 0 with a 1.95 ERAs only allowed 11 earned runs and 50 and 2 thirds innings pitched. Twins are coming off of that series like we just talked about at the top of the show where they got swept by the Guardians. If they're going to want to stay in this AL Central division race here, Noah, this is the these are the w- games that they have to win against the, some of the against the poorer teams teams of the AL Central and I know the Royals have been feisty as of late but Joe Ryan just has great history against his t- uh Royals team I'm not laying that minus 180 price the only way I could look was a minus one and a half at that plus price for the Minnesota Twins I think this is an important series for them I think they take care of business at home Joe Ryan with that history against the AL Central and the um the Kansas City Royals I'm going minus one and a half plus 115 here Noah what do you think uh, I'm going to dice it up probably a little bit differently here. Um, I'm okay. a little nervous of the mentality of the Twins uh, lineup here. Lately, I mean, especially in that Guardian series, it just kind of seemed like they were out of it. Uh wasn't a whole lot of uh, just kind of like enthusiasm or like passion, I want to say. They were just kind of a dead ball club. And there was one play in specific that I – really saw this twins uh, just kind of dug out moping. It was, they were batting. And most of the time the uh, offensive team is going to be up on the rail in the dugout. Um, I don't know if you saw this play, but Austin, the hedges goes over to the stairs on a little pop-up to the catcher. And it's kind of just MLB camaraderie. You, you, if the guy is going to tip into your dugout, you get over there and you catch them type thing. Nobody moved. Like nobody was even paying attention to this ball game. Um, Hedges makes the catch and just kind of like thuds down the stairs. Yeah. Nobody even helped him up. It was like nobody even cared about the ball game. So I'm a little bit nervous about, about the offense. Joe Ryan's going to go out there and do his thing. Yeah. So I like the Royals team un, team total under. Just a different way to skin the cat. Yeah, let me see what that number is posted at right now. Uh, I'm currently seeing 
yeah, three and a half right now. Uh, but like I mentioned, like, you know, Joe Ryan has just been really good against this um, Royals team this season. Uh, so I, I'd like that play as well, which you just mentioned about the Royals team total under. Um, all right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the board, it's going to be the Milwaukee Brewers headed to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals 745 Eastern start. I currently don't see a pitcher. Yeah, I'm going to refresh the NLP page. I didn't have one earlier. I see Josh Lindenbaum possibly uh, for the Brewers. MLB.com still doesn't have one for the Brew Crew. So. Okay. Um, I do see Jordan Montgomery here, though, starting for yeah. the St. Louis Cards. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't see uh, lines and uh, odds for this game either. So I don't know if you had much uh, for this game here, Noah. But, again, if the Brewers even want to start approaching or taking steps – for this division, I think they're already out of the race, but they're going to have to sweep the series against the Cardinals if they want any chance. I just don't see that happening. Or this is the opportunity for the Cardinals to slam that door shut and get that division title for us. Yeah, it's a left-handed pitcher, and his name is Jordan Montgomery. That's yep. like the handicap against the yep. Brewers. That's it. That's it. Um, St. Louis, they're 16-4 and in their last 20 games at Bush Stadium. They're 11-4 and in their last 15 games straight up. They're four and two in their last six games against this Brewers ball club. The Brewers are two and seven in their last nine road games. It's just like bang, 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 checking off every box on the list of these trends that you just read off prior to each game. Jordan Montgomery, he's five and zero with a one forty five ERA as a Cardinal since the trade deadline. I mean, we were banging the drum. That was the trade of the deadline, in my opinion, yeah. for the Cardinals to get another starter. And it was just like, what are you doing, Yankees? Um, he has 135 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 158 innings pitched this year with a 199 ERA in six games at Bush Stadium. As soon as the, the books release this number, this is my favorite play of the day. I am hammering the Cardinals' money line here against the Brewers. Um, it's going to be interesting because this this Cardinals team, I'm, I'm a – um, I've grown even bigger fan of this year. Yeah. They come to Cincinnati for a five-game series this weekend. It's only like five hours away from my house. That machine is three away yeah. from 700. Most of those games, it's Cincinnati. It's going to be a little bit on the cheaper side, even though Pujols is coming over there for that home run race. He's not a starter, though, so I don't expect those tickets to be high. I'm, like, seriously, com- like, like hemming and hawing on going down there for a five game series to just check it out and be in the scene. Hey, if if you can find a cheap hotel and those t- tickets are cheap, yeah. I would spend the weekend there and attend That's all what five I of those do. games. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um yeah, I mean you're not getting any argument from me here. Jordan Mon- did you see <laughs> the like- note? Did you see the note that I don't know if this was uh, I forgot to check if it was a verified account or not, but he said that or I don't know if he actually said it or not, but the Yankees weren't trusting his fastball when he was with the Yankees. And then when he got traded over to the Cardinals, they, he started utilizing the um, fastball even more. And his batting average or team, opponent team batting average in that span for or since he got over to the Cardinals has been like 132. Something along those lines. Can, I'm not sure I if you caught try, that or not. I can try to pull it up on StatCast and actually figure it out because you might be running into some of those parody accounts <laughs> that hate the Yankees. Yeah, it could be I honestly believe it. The dude has a uh, 
145 ERA as a St. Louis Cardinal. So, yeah. All right. Well, been, if you want to try to find that, I'll get over to the next game of the night. Right, uh, it's going to be the Oakland A's in uh, Texas Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers. 805 Eastern start. Ken Waldencheck uh, goes for the A's and Cole Reagan's on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Texas Rangers are a minus 155 home favorite, plus 135 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Over under set at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Rangers and plus one and a half, minus 150 for the Oakland A's. Um, Ken Waldachuk. Yeah, Clint Waldachuk, and there's no end in his name. So this is going to be his third start of the season for the Oakland A's. On the season, he's 0-1 with a 3.60 ERA. He's faced the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals. Um, both of those games ended up in losses for him on the run line. Um, he, 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 he was pretty solid. It's just a bullpen came in and, and messed it up for him. Four two-thirds you know, earned run to the Washington Nationals. And then uh, he gave up three runs in five. Um, like I mentioned, Cole Reagan's on the mound for the Texas Rangers. He is 0-2 with a 3.80 ERA. He has 12 strikeouts on the season, but he also has 13 walks um, in, in that span. Um, this is going to be a sixth start of the season for him. Last five games, 0-2 with a 3.80 ERA. Uh, I really he has faced the A's earlier this season. I think that was in yeah, in a start where he did lose that game seven and two as well. Um I did no idea where I wanted to go with this game. Um I can't bring myself to picking a side here. Um so again, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would probably take the Oakland A's at that plus price because we talked about the Rangers earlier, how they're playing a doubleheader on Monday in Miami. Then have to fly back to uh, back home and then face the Oakland A's, who are already there waiting for them. So I think it's a more tricky of a travel spot for the Texas Rangers. So force pick here, I would go with the Oakland A's on the money line at plus one thirty-five here, Noah. But I didn't have much for this game, did you? Um, Ken Waldachuk is Malcolm and Dylan's guy. He, he just faced the Braves in his last matchup. And that's, that's tough for any kid going up against one of the best lineups in baseball. Um, So I I know they were uh, joking around, but he's a lefty going up against Braves lineup. Like that is the number that's the second best left-handed hitting or left-handed pitching hitting lineup in the MLB. So it wasn't really a great situation for him and I wasn't tailing him there, but this is a guy that the Yankees traded away from Montas yeah. Um, so I like to think that he is somewhat uh, talented. And against this Rangers team, just the offense doesn't seem to be there. I think it's reasonable to go with the athletics. Now, I did find something interesting on StatCast, if you want to talk about it, uh, with uh, Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, prior to the trade uh, to the Cardinals, mm-hmm. Montgomery had thrown – 49% sinker uh, in the month of July. Going into okay. the month of August, it went down to 28%. And so far in September, it's at 26%. You want to know what the fastball was in July? Yeah. Lay it Five, on 5%. It okay. is now up to 35% in the month of August. 
and 40% in the month of September. The dude is just trusting his fastball more, and it might have been somewhat of like the pitch calling that either Trevino or Boone had him on in some program over there. So he's just in a better spot for him then, I guess. So it's working out a ton for Montgomery. I mean, forcing fastball over the sinker. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's working for him, then, hey, more power to him. And then he'll think he can continue pitching the way he has for the Cardinals, um, you know, going forward. And hopefully, uh, obviously, in their uh, playoff run as well, because they're, they're going to need him. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. Four games left on the schedule. Let's go with the Colorado Rockies headed to Chicago. Take on the White Sox, 810 Eastern start. Chad Cool on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Michael Kopech takes a mound for the Chicago White Sox. Um, looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing uh, if my page wants to refresh here. Uh, give me a second here. Um, hmm. Let me try. Do you you're have lines? For, yeah, Chicago. Here, I got it. I'm sorry. Uh, White Sox minus 185 on the money line, plus 165 for the Colorado Rockies, minus one and a half, plus 110 on the run line for the White Sox. And plus one and a half, minus one thirty for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Total is set at eight and a half, with juice towards the under. Uh, I'll start with Michael Kopech here, the starter for the Chicago White Sox. He's kind of been struggling a little bit for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Not a good time to be doing that when you're in that AL Central uh, division race on the season. Four and nine with a three point seven eight ERA. Last five games has not been very pretty for him. 0-2 with a 7.11 ERA. He's allowed 15 earned runs and 19 innings pitched. However, he did have a good start against the Colorado Rockets earlier this season. Five and one-thirds innings pitched, allowed six hits and zero earned runs in that game. But he's gotten he's gotten shelled over his last four games. Uh, sorry, last five games, like I mentioned. He's allowed at least um, four earned runs and three of his last five starts, and at least three earned runs and three out of his last uh, sorry, four out of his last five starts. Um they were against he, amazing offenses, too. Yeah. The Rangers, the Royals, and the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, so he had the Rangers, the Astros, the Mariners in that span. So um, hopefully against this team, I know the Rockies on the road are not very good, and Chad Cool has not been very good either. I know he got off to those one or two starts earlier in the year where he came and started as a starting pitcher, but last five games, Noah, 0-3. For Chad Cool, a 9.93 ERA, 3 and 5 on the road with a 6.00 ERA. Um, last start, or let me start by saying this he's had at least five earned runs in three of his last five starts. And he's allowed at least three earned runs in every single one of his starts in his, over his last five games. Rockies have lost four of his last five starts. Um, and on the road over his last five starts, he had three on the road. They lost those games nine to one to the Padres, seven to six against the Mets, and three nothing to the Atlanta Braves. No TLR, like you mentioned. I think this is a good bounce back spot for Michael Kopech back at home. I think the offense of the White Sox can get the Jad cool here. I'm going to go with the run line here on the White Sox minus one and a half at that uh, plus price. Um, so give me the White Sox here, Noah. What do you think? The listeners are probably like, which angle is Noah going to take to try to back up his preseason Cy Young long shot? <laughs> and I, I threw a sarcastic <laughs> joke out there, and you ran with it. But I was like, he 
he's faced great offenses, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Rangers. But then you added he has faced the Mariners and the Astros there. But still, it's not looking pretty for my guy Kopech. Um, but it might be even worse for uh, – I'm blanking. Um, for cool. cool. So yeah, I, I like the over here for both teams. The over is hitting four of the last five games for the White Sox and the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies are sticking it really well right now. Um, I don't know if you saw that 502-foot bomb by Crone, but that was the farthest home run hit in the MLB so far this season. It even went over the truck and over the 498 fence out there in left field. So yeah. um, just the White Sox lineup has been hitting very well the rockies lineup has been hitting very well both these pitchers are just going towards the light at the end of the tunnel but the light is actually just a subway train coming at them so (laughs) i I like the over here with you all right let's get over to uh the next game of the night nl west matchup between the la dodgers and the arizona diamondbacks 940 eastern start in arizona uh clayton kershaw on the mound for the la dodgers and merrill kelly takes the mound for the arizona diamondbacks Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Dodgers a minus 200 favorite, plus 170 on the money line for the uh, sorry for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, over under set at seven and a half with juice towards the over at minus 120, and the run line is minus 110 both ways. Here, Noah Merrill Kelly, can he do it against the Dodgers? Kelly has been going very well lately. Um, we kind of talked about this game offline a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the Dodgers, over their last eight games, the over has hit in seven. Four of the last five for the D-backs, the over has hit. And the Dodgers, they have an eight-game win streak against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, the, the Diamondbacks, they have lost their last five straight up. So coming into this game, I'm leading Dodgers. The, the Clayton Kershaw on the mound, 7-3. 262 ERA, 102 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 96.1 innings pitched this year. He has a 240 ERA and his two starts off of the IL. And both of those starts, they were against pretty good teams. The Giants, they're all right, but the Mets, they're pretty good. And then uh, Merrill Kelly, he's 12-5 and 294 ERA, 147 strikeouts, 49 walks, and 171.2 innings pitched. He has a 333 ERA in his last six starts, so going very well. Now, I, I... I know everybody loves playing these Dodgers run line games. I think with the success that Merrill Kelly has had lately, it might not be as public of a play. And the odds are kind of lower than normal. I, I think I saw it at minus 120 earlier. I don't know what you read it off at uh, just two minutes ago, but uh, I feel like this is not going to be as public as normal. And the, the way the D-backs have been playing lately, uh, I think some of the public's going to be scared about it because the offense has been – uh, pretty fun to watch lately with the addition of Corbin Carroll and a couple other young names. But I, I think this is a nice spot that we jump on the normal Dodgers minus one and a half play. That's my favorite pick in this game. Otherwise, it's just going to be a fun watch. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the numbers there with Merrill Kelly, uh, not only on the season, but how he's done over his past five games. Uh, but the one thing that kind of sticks out about Merrill Kelly this season, he's 0-3 with a 9.69 ERA against the Dodgers in three starts this season. Um, so he has struggled in two out of those three games. The uh, Dodgers did cover the run line. So I think there's another spot for them that despite how great Merrill Kelly has been going uh, for the Diamondbacks overall on the season, he just struggles against, against – um, 
the Dodgers. And again, they have one of the best lineups in the league. We know that, if not the best. Um, and I think this might be another spot where he, Merrill Kelly does struggle. I think that he may be a public dog tomorrow just because, you know, people like to back Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly when yeah. those two guys are on the mound. But, um, yeah, Clayton Kershaw coming back uh, or, you know, since being bad, he's had pretty good starts for the um, for the Dodgers. And, you know, quickly before we get over to the next game, the Arizona Diamondbacks against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, WRC plus ranked number 23 out of 30 teams. So, uh, I'll go with you there on the Dodgers run line here as well. All right, two games left on the board. Let's get to them. San Diego Padres heading to Seattle to take on the Mariners. 940 Eastern start. You uh, Darvish takes the mound for the San Diego Padres and Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Mariners are a minus 115 favorite. Minus 105 on the money line for the San Diego Padres. Over under set at 7.5, but juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus one seventy for the Padres and plus one and a half minus two hundred for the Seattle Mariners. You Darvish has been a pitcher this season where I do want to back when he's pitching at Petco Park in San Diego. On the road this season, six and five with a four point zero nine ERA. Last five games he's been pretty good, three and two with a three point four one ERA. The Padres have won three straight starts in his um, last three games. Um, and then we take a look at Logan Gilbert, who's been absolutely phenomenal this season as well uh, for the Seattle Mariners. He is 12 and five on the season with a 3.23 ERA. Last five games, two and zero with a 2.15 ERA. Did face the Padres earlier this year in one start, five and one thirds innings pitch, only allowed one earned run off of six hits in that span. Did give up three walks, um, but he also. Uh, or the Mariners have also won three straight starts uh, when Gil- Gilbert is on the mound. 3-0 victory against the White Sox, 7-0 victory against the Tigers, and 3-2 victory over over the Cleveland Guardians. 5-4 um, and four at home with a 3.60 ERA. I think my more favorite play in this game here, no, it's going to be the under 7.5. I think these both of these pitchers can come out and, and, and will pitch well. Uh, I think that this might be a, you know, four to two, three to two type of game. I think it's going to be very, very tightly contested. I think the pitchers will limit the offenses. I'd love the under seven and a half in this game between these two pitchers. What say you? Yeah, I think my pick is Seattle. I just think they're in a way better spot right now with how the lineup has been playing. And Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of those games against the Braves were great uh i would love you know maybe that's a world series final <laughs> i would love that um maybe the tv reps wouldn't but that would be uh, that would be fun um seattle they've hit the under in 12 of their last 18 games so this is a great squad with good pitching great lineup they're 10 and 3 in their last 13 that's where i'm gonna be seattle in the under here all right Let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Atlanta Braves headed to San Francisco to take on the Giants. 945 Eastern start. Kyle. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Kyle Wright takes the mound for the Atlanta Braves and uh, Jacob Junis on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I am currently seeing the Atlanta Braves are a minus 155 road favorite here. Plus 135 on the money line for the Giants over under set at seven and a half. But juice towards the over at minus 115 run line. Atlanta Braves minus one and a half, even money, and San Francisco Giants plus one and a half, minus 120. Uh, why don't you lead us off here, No, for this last game of the night? Kyle Wright versus Jacob Junis. All right. So Atlanta, they're eight and two in the last 10. San Fran, two and five in the last seven. 
Kyle Wright for Atlanta, one of my Vandy boys. He's 17-5 and five this year, 323 ERA, 154 strikeouts, 46 walks, 158.2 innings pitched. Wright's last start was rough. He was at Oakland, uh, gave up eight runs in four innings, but uh, that was a guy in going into that game who had won 10 of his last 12 decisions. Uh, so, you know, I, I expect Wright to be bouncing back here in San Francisco. Jacob Junis is on the mound for the Giants, 4-5, array, 80, 80 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 92.2 innings pitch. He's a 499 ERA in his last five and a 362 home ERA. I really I don't have a reason for why I've just kind of been turned off lately by Junis. Uh, he was a guy that we as a podcast had been pretty like uh, pretty much on for most of his starts, but he's pitching fine. It's just nothing sticks out to me like he's going to go out here and pitch well against this good Braves lineup. So I, I think this is like a casual one and a half unit play like normal on a minus minus one fifty five line on a team that has a better offense, better defense, a better lineup, uh, better bullpen here. I'm, I'm on, I'm on the money line run lines, not like uh, out of the realm either. So I think the Braves win this one in, in a low scoring game, but they could win it by two or more. Yeah. Um, all right. It's just been having a great season. I mean, there's no better way to put it, right? He has 13 wins on the year for uh, the Atlanta Braves. Um, three point, what? 3.23 ERA. Uh, sorry, 17 wins on the season. 3.32 ERA um, on the road. Six and three with a 3.82 ERA. Did get in a little bit of trouble earlier this year against the Giants. Uh, did give up four earned runs in five and one thirds innings. But again, I think that he can have a solid outing here against the Giants here. I mean, this this team just does not give up the Atlanta Braves. And I think they're I think people are not talking about them enough to possibly come out of the National League again. I think that's a big possibility for them. Um and again the Giants with with Junis on the mound over his last five games, 0 and two with a four point four five ERA. Um I just think, yeah, it's going to be the money line for me on the Braves here as well at minus 155. Uh, there's no better way for me to, you know, put it or make an argument for the Giants here. Honestly, like, I, I think this bullpen is way better than we give them credit for. Like, last last night or two nights ago, people were talking about Jansen again because he had that weekly or uh, monthly bad-blown save. And Brent Strom comes out, or not Brent Strom, uh what's his name snitker comes yeah. out and completely backs him like he is our closer type thing mm-hmm. great stance from him even though they have risella glacius right there who is closing games for the angels earlier this year and they have will smith who was lights out in the postseason last year this is a great bullpen yeah 100 percent um all right that was the last game of the night and before we get over to our lock and dog let me tell you guys about run your pool introducing run your pool vip right it's a brand new subscription service from run your pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books plus exclusive access to real money pools entry to our exclusive week one and two pools with guaranteed five thousand dollar payouts as well as our season-long pools with a guaranteed one hundred thousand dollar payout get access to exclusive data to help with you with your weekly game picks premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag the top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan 
you need to check out Run Your Pool. So use promo code SGPN at runyourpool.com and get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's promo code SGPN to get that 50% off your first month for uh, Run Your Pool. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep track of their records of all their games and betting activity. So, all you have to do is to take advantage of this. Just go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Noah, let's close it out strong here, my man. Let's get into our locks and dogs for this Tuesday night schedule. Uh, I'll let you lead it off here, buddy. What do you got for your lock and your dog? Yep, you're on mute. Twice this podcast. Dang it. Uh, Damn. All right. Anyways, so I really love the Cardinals. That's going to be my favorite play of the day, Uh, the Cardinals money line. Uh, If it's at, like, minus 160 or less, I will be on that. Um, But my lock has to be for the podcast, the over in the rivalry in the Yankees-Boston Red Sox game. Uh, Just It's hit in seven of the last ten games, and we've seen this – series play out over and over again pavetta not been great lately cole gets blasted by the red sox and half of the times that he faces them so i really like the over eight i, I think i said eight and a half i don't know why the eight uh yep. total there and for my dog there were a few that i named not a ton that i had a, a, a ton of confidence in. i had the angels on the pod i had uh, i think i took the oakland athletics on the pod my favorite dog at plus money is probably going to be the Nationals against the Orioles at home uh, in Citizens Park. That's not Citizen Park. Uh, Nationals Park. Nationals Park. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the Nationals just – they have just a lineup right now that's been raking. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they're set up in a good spot for – them to pull off an upset against the Orioles. The Orioles, they're 2-6 and six in the last eight games. It just feels – Right. I don't know how to explain sure. it, but that's what I'm going to say there. Uh, Munaf, how about you? I have to double lock with you, man. That was my favorite play of the day, the over eight. I think this number will close at eight and a half. Um, I don't get it. Why did this number? I think it opened at eight and a half and went down to eight. So even better for us. I, I don't get why it's at eight. Um, give me the over eight as my lock as well. Uh, for my dog, um, I'm going to go with the twins. I know you mentioned that seems like they're a little bit deflated here uh, after that they series. Against the, yeah, they, they need the series. And I think that's the, that's my whole rationale as well. But Joe Ryan's numbers have just been overwhelming against the uh, Kansas City Royals and yeah. the um, AL Central in general where he's undefeated. So I'm going to take their run line, minus one and a half, plus 115, uh, for them to get the job done against the uh, Royals and, and try to stay in that race in the AL Central, which I believe – will more than likely come down to the final week of the regular season. So I know we're going to be watching that very, very closely. Um, So, again, lock for me, for both Noah and I, uh, Yankees and Red Sox over eight. And my dog is going to be the Minnesota Twins run line, minus one and a half, plus 115. 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, We'll be back again all throughout the week uh, for the MLB as we get ever so closer to the end of the season with just about, what, three to four weeks left here uh, for the season. Then again, playoffs will be ramping it up, so definitely excited for that. Uh, No, anything else before we get out of here, buddy? No, I wanted to mention this mention this at the top of the podcast just let us know like in the comments on youtube or uh in a review on podcast form what you wanted us to do on the monday slates because the sunday uh with nfl this weekend we had dylan at the jets game yeah uh, malcolm in vegas um and then uh we moon off doing the nfl pod it's just tough for monday so would you want a sunday slate or a a Monday slate, I guess, is the question. Um, and for me personally, I don't have much to do today, but everybody always tells me in my DMs because, I mean, uh, Daniel Vreeland or Gumby is like yeah. so hot uh, betting the uh, Dana White contender series. He went four and one last weekend or last week as well. Today mm-hmm. is technically the day I should be saying that because this is Tuesday's games. So go listen to the uh, MMA gambling podcast as well. I can't yeah. recommend those guys enough. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, I did need to mention that we did get two reviews um, oh, there from our listeners. So I want to quickly shout them out before we get out of here. The first one, it's going to be by Mikey Big Dog. Left us a five-star review. He said, these folks break down every MLB game during the week. Their podcast is uh, is chuck full of great information to help with capping malcolm munoff dylan and noah really know stats facts and picks every once in a while you can get a good laugh when malcolm reads a manscape ad uh but keep up the good work gentlemen so mikey thank you so much for the review and we also got another one um from the original cp3 left of us a five-star review said you guys do elite work thank you so appreciate you guys that left us a review and if you haven't already please 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 make sure to do so uh, it really helps us out grow the show climb the charts as being one of the best in the mlb and last shout out to cosmo he is actually driving and, and listening to our uh live podcast stream right YouTube. now live stream on youtube he had to pull over his car just to hear our guy or ours, uh, our lock and dog for the Tuesday schedule. Cosmo's a regular in the uh, in the YouTube comments, so definitely appreciate all the support that we do get from all of our fans and listeners. So again, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, really helps us out. And again, we'll we'll shout out as many as we can on the podcast before uh, we end the day. Uh, make sure to follow the MLB Gambling Podcast account at SGP. And MLB or MLB MLB SGPN at MLB SGPN. Um, And we are going to wrap it up here. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Follow Noah, the word 70, the number seven and initial NB. And we'll be back in some form or fashion. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's get let's break these books off and let it ride.